Good afternoon and welcome to a very special interview show of the Pro. Today it's my pleasure to have Karnal Singh sir on our show. Karnal sir has served as the director of Enforcement Directorate of India and in the Delhi Police Special Cell he spearheaded the 2008 Delhi blast cases which led to the Patna House encounter. Thank you very much sir for agreeing to this interview and welcome to the Pro. Thank you so much for inviting me. Before beginning I have a very special news to share with the viewers of the Broad and to the listeners of Prithvi Chandelia podcast. So recently Karnal Singh sir has come up with his new book named Patla House and Encounter that shook the nation. This book is the most authentic account of what exactly happened at Patla House. Check out the link in the description box below to order your copies. So sir, what made you write a book on this sensitive topic and since you have dedicated this book to the late inspector sub inspector Mohan Chand Sharma how do you define his role in this whole encounter case see first thing is i wanted to bring out the excellent investigation done by the officers of the special cell in this case the secondly i also wanted to bring out the difficulties faced by the officers handling terrorism whether they are of the special cell or whether they are of anti terrorist cell of any of the states or whether of nia they face acute problems it is difficult to find evidences in a terrorist related cases and the officers have to work very hard as far as inspector mohan chand sharma is concerned he he worked very hard uh, he was a excellent leader at that time his son was in the hospital he was suffering from dengue life and death but still he chose to lead the team to the hideouts of terrorists in Adelaide in Battle House see he did excellent investigation there were only two leads which had come one was the three phones used by terrorists in the riots uh, and uh, explosions and second was on 18th actually we got that information that 13 people had traveled after the Gujarat blast on 26 July in Rajdhani train from Ahmedabad to Delhi now he worked methodically with these leads and was able to pinpoint the possible hideout of the Indian Mujahideen terrorists which led to the raid on that particular house So, so what, according to you, are the major causes that led that made this encounter so controversial? See, this encounter took place in September 2008, and there were assembly elections in five states in November and onwards. There was also parliamentary elections in early 2009. So, a section of politicians <coughs> tried to use this situation. for their vote bank politics they created rumors based on no evidences and these rumors were picked up by the media also and the fake news circulation caused it to be viewed as the controversial but the facts were there the evidences were there and with these evidences and investigation it proved that the encounter was genuine okay so like how big of a threat was indian mujahideen at that time for india's national security see the indian mujahideen was not known till that time the first time they 
they came out was the email during September 2007. Till that time, it was unknown entity. Now, after the case was cracked, it was found since 2005. Varanasi blast, Gorakhpur blast, Hyderabad, Lumbini Park blast, UP code blast in uh, November 2007, then Jaipur blast on in May 2008, Ahmedabad blast again in the July 2008. doing blast after blast the secondly indian mujahideen people were the well educated people they had gone to colleges some of them working in a very good organizations they were able to radicalize anybody who was known very good and it it could have resulted in more number of people joining the indian Mujahideen. Thirdly, it it has spread throughout the country, and they have tremendous radicalization capacity, and they are getting funds from the uh, terrorist organization from the Pakistan. That is Vashkaritoib and Jaish-e Mohammed. Uh, they were getting support from them. Yeah. So this was a very lethal organization. Which its end started from the Patla House encounter. So, how difficult was it for you to handle the whole situation at that time? Like, on one hand, there was an inquiry, and on the other, there were pressures from uh, human rights activists and journalists, and so and so. See, actually, uh, I would say the false narrative from some of the activists were created in the media. and you, you know the perception is very very important yeah people perceive whatever they are able to hear about yeah and therefore it was very demotivating for the team who had worked day and night to solve this case this certainly can impact the morale of the field officers yeah these officers do not think even for a second before putting their lives in danger for the safety of this society safety of the nation however we countered these opinions by presenting facts and evidences to media and answering all their queries in a transparent manner we had faith in our justice system that works on facts alone and not on opinions and perceptions yeah patla house encounter went through several rounds of scrutiny from different agencies and ultimately the truth was supported widely and won over the many detractors as well it was investigated by the national human rights commission which found the encounter to be genuine then uh, the report of nhrc was submitted before the honorable high court delhi and then subsequently the supreme court also found it to be genuine and that put the things at rest so so there is a very thin line between national security and human rights so how challenging is it uh, for the security forces and for the police to handle the cases that are so sensitive in nature there is no conflict between the human rights and the role of police though it is a difficult role on the one hand the 
constitution provides everybody the life right to life and liberty yeah however there are restrictions to some extent provided under section 100 of ipc it is a case of self defense yeah. if there is a threat to life to somebody not even police officer anybody even a public man um, he can take recourse yeah. to use force which can go even to the killing of the other person there is another section in crpc that is 46 crpc which says if there is an accused who is involved in a case where the punishment could be the life imprisonment or death penalty and he is trying to evade the arrest then the force can be used against him also therefore there is no conflict the law provides the situations where the force can be used and in the remaining situation force cannot be used if anybody uses goes beyond the legal powers provided to the person then there is a legal remedies for that there could be investigation against them that even in this particular case for example the narration was made that mohan chand sharma got bullet injuries three bullet injuries from the back fired by his own colleague very strange allegation that these people had been working for years together they had done many operations together making allegations on them however the post mortem report was very clear that the bullet injuries were not from the back but they were from the front and there were two bullet injuries the allegation said that it is only from few centimeters but post mortem report says it was more than 1 1 feet away that indicates uh, the version of the police officers was correct second allegation was made that the terrorists who died at the spot they had not fired on the police there is a test known as thermal nitrate test what happens is when somebody fires then the particles gun gunpowder particles get stick to the person's hands so doctor in the conducting the post mortem of the terrorist at the all india institute of medical sciences they took the hand wash and sent it to the central forensic science laboratory which confirmed that there was gunpowder on the hands of these people confirming that they had fired so there are proper investigation skills which can bring out whether the it was used in the self defense or it was not used in the self defense so how do you see the role of media in the cases of encounter be it patla house encounter or any other encounter for that matter bring facts to the public police role is to bring facts before the judiciary when the facts are brought before the judiciary the judiciary gives opportunity to other side to explain and taking views of both the sides the judiciary decides whether something wrong has been done or it has not been done now when media says something before the public there is no other side to defend itself so therefore media has more responsibility towards the public they need to verify facts before projecting it to the public and that's why the concept of investigative journalist but what has is becoming recently is the rumors are picked up 
they are not verified thoroughly and if they are not verified thoroughly the perception of people can be distorted this is number 1 number 2 is the issue that how much information should be shared between the investigating agency and the media both have different roles like some of the information may have to be used in the investigation not to be shared but the media would like to get even that information so therefore boundaries of both have to be defined what is the boundary of the investigating agency and what is the boundary of the media at the moment there are no boundaries that's one problem the second is the training is required training for both the sides the investigating agencies as well as the media that what to present and what not to present what to share what not to share and there could be internal guidelines for the media so that they should have their own watchdog they have their watchdog but that watchdog should be able to control if somebody is going beyond their defined guidelines okay so why is it so that an encounter is always criticized in india like uh, do you think that indians are losing their faith in the police system see it is a whole criminal justice system which has to be examined and analyzed yeah see justice delayed is justice denied basically we have our system because of pendency of large number of cases in the courts and because of shortage of the judges in the courts large these cases are pending results are not coming very fast and whenever there is a delay the criminals gets gets an opportunity to win over the witnesses by by even threatening or by various means and therefore what happens ultimately is the conviction rate goes down so the whole criminal justice system has to be reexamined understood and maybe upgraded the secondly is if you see the movies they try to project all the encounters as if it is a fake encounter so there is there is a perception becomes in the minds of the people that encounters are generally fake which may not be true so that that becomes a problem and then there are various inquiries which are being conducted for example one inquiry is conducted that's the investigation is conducted by a team other than the team which entered into an encounter for example in in this particular case of batla house the encounter was with the special cell team therefore the crime branch conducted an inquiry after the investigation is conducted they submit it to the court and the court does the judicial scrutiny besides this there is one sdm inquiry then nhrc also files reports and they have power to conduct their own inquiries besides the people go to the high courts and supreme courts that a judicial inquiry is required how many inquiries you are supposed to respond to the team which is trying to pursue the the terrorists or criminals in this particular case terrorists they get gets bogged down in replying to so many forums in my opinion there should be only one forum that should conduct the inquiry and anybody should be allowed to make the comments only after the forum has conducted the inquiry if the forum finds a lapse on the part of the investigating agency or police organization take action against them register a case and them to book before the judiciary 
if it is found to be all right then nobody should make comment on this but because of this gap who can conduct inquiry so many inquiries are possible the people go to the courts people make noise on this this will stop only if we have one all encompassing inquiry on an encounter okay so at last anything uh, which you want which you would like to add about your book in the book i have explained about how with the only very meager information which was received by the special cell officers they were able to work it out and what were the emotions generated when they lost their colleague with whom they had worked for a very long period how in spite of that they worked subsequently on, on the one hand their dear one was in the hospital that on the other hand they have to work further also to catch more terrorists so that they can they should not operate i have brought out all these things plus plus i have also brought out what are the conflicting situations were faced and how officers were dealing with them and then finally i gave the whole description of indian mujahideen how it came into offing it actually started from uh, the ihar jail where three persons one a terrorist one a person who wanted to be terrorist and one a criminal they joined together and formed indian mujahideen so thank you so much sir for taking out the time and thank you so much for for speaking to us thank you very much and friends are uh, to do check out the link in the description box below if you wish to order the copies of patla house thank you so much thank you